on the tee, Jack Nicholas. This is the minute that millions around the world have waited for. We will allow you to enjoy all of this. They are dancing in the pubs of Dublin. Harrington with an ace. And we have a shining star at sunset. Rory continues his run to greatness. The return to glory. Now guys, welcome back to another episode of the Bogeyman Golf Podcast, hosted by Michael and Johnny. It is a couple of days now after the dust has settled on the women's on the KPMG Women's Irish Open. Um, it's been it was a great week, great week on side at Tremona Castle for us. Uh, had a really good winner in Samia Sundabo. Lots of drama on the final day, but um, Michael, how was the week for you? Is your your third, I guess, tour event as a, as a media yes. partner? Yeah, third tour event. Um, and like I know I was joking before saying I was saying it was the sixth <laughs> major and that, but like. It, it felt major from like we were there very early on in the week and it was just building and building and you know Tremoland looked phenomenal um the energy and the buzz around the place and even the reaction from all the pros we were talking to they just couldn't get over how great it was um and then the best thing and obviously the drama from the whole tournament from the amateur side obviously that we were talking to to then the final day pros to get a winner it kind of I was so happy that it lived up to that because there's so many people to put so much effort into it and we were obviously building it up but it, the drama did happen for us which I thought was absolutely brilliant I need I need to actually issue a formal apology to to Sarah Byrne and the entire Byrne family for not backing them and not backing Sarah for 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 Loam um so yeah, well done, well done, Sarah. Obviously, you're finishing as, as the low amateur at KPMG Women's Irish Open. But I would also like to say that you're welcome, because I think that me not backing you as the low am gave you that little extra motivation, Sarah and Derek, to really go for it. So I'm sorry, but you're also welcome. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think we were on the range and we were we were having a mess. We were talking about who was going to go as the low am. You can see it, yeah. When when you when I made you tell her you hadn't picked her. You can see her going, oh, I'll prove you wrong, Johnny. I'll prove you wrong. So, uh, but on the yeah, final she, day in particular, like her mom came up to me, all of her family were coming up to me and be like, ah, you got that one pretty wrong, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> which, which is great. great. Great to see. Like, I'll see you great, great for a family affair, but, um, also good day for a sports direct partner, uh, and not like ourselves to be the low am, uh, good friend of the podcast, Sarah. So it was, it was delighted for her. It was a really, really good event. And, um, that's my formal apology out of the way there, Derek. So the, you have that <laughs> now you can, you can play that one on loop. <laughs> but going back to what you were talking about, about this being a big event, I was talking to a number of players in particular, like Alexandra Finale. So an Italian player, she was in one of the final groups on the, on the Sunday, she was talking about how like they don't play in front of crowds week in week out like the ladies golf is growing for sure but like there were thirty thousand people there across the four tournament days like they don't play in front of crowds like that like you know occasionally like the majors get that level of crowds but but as alessandro was saying that at the avia championship which is you know which is a major in france there wasn't anywhere near that level of, of support for them. And it just kind of goes to show that the Irish support system when it comes to, to sport, not just like women's golf or golf in general, but like Irish sports fans turn up kind of regardless of what it is, which is really, really cool. And like it, it really added to the sense, particularly on the final day when we were around the 18th green and people were going berserk. You're like, this is, this is a great atmosphere. 
Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I think what's really nice here, and it's, you know, hopefully DP World Tour, LET, everyone just realizes how much Irish fans want to get out and watch golf. And they looked at bringing, keeping some things here. And um, obviously, we're going to be Irish Open next week and we'll talk about that later. But like, the, I was, the numbers and the knowledge of the fans was actually, was, which surprised me when we were nipping around different holes, people turning around, talking to us, going, oh, she's had a really good, you know, last couple of weeks. And you're going, okay, so not only are they supporting it and they're, they're getting involved, but they know, they know who they're watching. Or if they, if they don't, they're very happy to straight away look it up and, then go okay. This you know, this girl does this. Whatever this player does that. I think that was something that struck with me was that there is a massive appetite, um, not only for for golf here, but for for ladies golf. Yeah, for sure. I think we've gone and gone into this podcast long enough without talking about the winner and Smia Sundabo. So <laughs> she shot ten under par on her final round. It's a career low round. She was tied for twenty first place going into the final round, six under par, and just decided to proceed to just pour gasoline over herself as she just completely caught fire which was like we we were talking to sarah kuskova uh, another player and she shot eight under par on uh round three and to put herself into 10 under par and i was like okay that's going to be the low round of the tournament 64 eight under par that's that's going to be that's going to be the best that's going to be the low round for then samia to go two better and shoot 10 under par like that that has to be a course record for for Dramon, particularly from a, a women's women's side. Yeah, like, like we've been there a number of times, and like we we've obviously seen a lot of different people play in practice rounds. We've played it a good number of times. We've played it with different pros. I've never seen anyone bring that course to its knees like, like she did. To be honest, uh-huh. and just looking at the scorecard, it just looks so weird because yeah. it's just pretty, 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 pretty par, pretty par, and it was. Uh, you know, we're getting to the playoff, but like, I mean, to shoot that under, you probably deserve to win the to win it after, with, with that round. And on a final day, when, as you said, there's a lot of people, and people kept joining their her group then as well. Mm-hmm. So it was getting bigger as one as one T number finishing. They were walking back and joining it, and so uh, yeah, an unbelievable final round. And that like, I don't doesn't really matter. Like that takes some doing in a final round of a big big tournament to shoot the lights out like that. Yeah, I thought like we we were both very bullish on Anne Van Dam all week. We've been talking about her for the weeks leading up to the Women's Irish Open. We were like, this is a course that'll suit her, not just from her, her distance. The, and yeah, the two of us just sat and watched her on the range for a little bit as well at one stage, and she was just <laughs> sending rockets. Because it's, it's like watching Adam Scott from from the men's side. Like it's just technically her golf swing is just perfect. You know, this if you're yeah. to teach someone how to how to hit a golf ball, you go right. Just watch how she hits the golf ball and just try and replicate that. And obviously, she went off. She went three uh, five under the first day, three under the four under the second day, um, five under again the third day, and I was leading by by three. So you're like, okay, look, this is going to be a procession for kind of a, kind of kind of like what we were talking about for um Celine Boutier at the, at yeah. the Evian or Brian Harmon at the at the Open Championship. We're like, right, this is going to be a cakewalk for her. All she needs right. to do is turn up, and. Uh, I was chatting, chatting to her caddy Dara and although he was very confident like he's a local kid he's a junior captain at Tremont you could see that she was a little bit jittery and obviously like naturally nervous she hasn't won t- since 2019 on tour you know so it's she won and a lot for, when she came yeah. out on tour she played in the 2019 Solheim Cup and she hasn't won since then Um, so you could see such, that she's and for, yeah, like for such a good player she's like that that's like it's a, it's a surprise because she's yeah. so good 
so you could see she was nervous and you, what, what and all that and she shot one under par over her final 18 holes but um I, I was just devastated for her when when she didn't when she didn't win it. But like the drama of the playoff was oh absolutely insane. Goodness. And like I I was off doing a little bit of work with with uh, with another player chatting chatting to them, and then all of a sudden you just hear like Anne Van Dam's driver is broken, and the player and I were both like what? Like for people that haven't seen her, I mean like the video's gone everywhere. Explain yeah. what happened. So like she's she's driving to she's driving to the playoff hole. She's going yeah. to the playoff hole and she's in a buggy, but there's no roof on the buggy. It's the kind of open buggy. And as they get to the rope, in fact, they were told to get off. Someone, a marshal thing told them to get off the fairway or get off somewhere. So they kind of jolted out right to get off the one of the holes. And as they're going under the rope, Avadam lifts the rope. Uh, Avadam lifts the rope as it goes over the two of them. But what happens is she lets it go just before it clears her bag. And the rope just stands, sits on the shaft of her driver. And as the, the volunteer is driving the buggy, it just pulls, the whole bag comes pulling off and snaps her driver right on the shaft. And the, you could see the absolute fear in, in the volunteer and Anne Van Damme when they're going, yeah. oh my God. Like it was... I actually felt worse for the volunteer because I felt so trying, bad for volunteer. She was she was trying to help, and then wasn't her fault? Was it not her fault? Like it was, and then and then obviously you start going. You realize, oh my god, she actually can't get a replacement. She can't like we're in the middle of her round. She can't do anything. She can't like she can't borrow a club. She can't she can't get it fixed. It's just you just gotta go play. Um, yeah, it was, was it was devastating. Oh my god, man! I was I was. Because I think, like you know, we've like I said, we both really wanted Anne to win this. She'd be she yeah. she would have been a brilliant winner for the tournament. Um, it was a course that she just she was just played so so well all week. Yeah. Um, I I felt so bad for her. and like you know people people have been giving Anne Van Damme a, a little bit of a unfair ruling. Some people think that she looks like a bit of a bit of a bitch or she can have a bit of a you know a stern face on her. But from my, from my interactions with her and from everyone that I spoke around her, like Anne, Anne is just really, really, really nice. Like a really lovely, lovely lady. And just, just that mixed in with how talented she is. I was like, this is this is someone I really want to win. Now, in the end, yeah. she ended up hitting three with off the tee and she had a really good eagle chance. She got on on the green. Of the three players in the playoffs, Mia, Lisa Pedersen and Anne Van Damme, she put it closest to the pin with her second shot, even though she went three wood off the tee, she was still further off um, than um, than the other two two players. So like distance wasn't necessarily that much of a problem. So yeah, Luke's driver was not a massive hinder. It's more just, I say it was a distraction and a stress that she didn't need going up to That's the- it. That's it. I think it's, it's, it's no matter what it's in your head. Yeah. Like we're, we're playing golf and everything gets, gets into our head about what we're doing. So like, it's just, it's, it's knowing It'd be very hard to go, okay, I'm just going to block that out, even though my plan would be to hit driver. That's what I've done all, all week. And now I'm going to have, and I'm, it's my strength is my driving because I'm going to be longer than them. So it would be hard just to get refocused, get back in the zone. Um, so, yeah, I was, I was, I was good at her. Um, but I think it's really good signs that she was playing that well. Um, so that's, it's great to see her kind of back in, 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 in the top and fighting for, for something. Yeah, like the Ladies European Tour now is in, in the Netherlands this week, which is also where Anna's from. And so I, I, I would say that she, on Saturday night, she's going to bed being like, I'm going to come home to our National Open as 
as a champion. And yeah. now very quickly she's she's not, which is which is tough. That's a tough one to yeah, take. Yeah. Actually, I think you got a great shot of her. I don't know which hole it was, but there was a ruling going on. Oh yeah, uh, seventeen. She's, she's seventeen. She's just hungered down, and she actually looks really chilled. She's just hungered down, been like, just gotta wait for this. This is like, I, I, I get a great shot was on her Instagram of her, and it's just, I was, I was, I was just good at, absolutely good mm. at work. I think she did everything right. It just didn't work out for her. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think if even if you asked her to go down the playoff hole again. Would she would would she take what she had, or would she? You know, she probably wouldn't change that much because, as you said, she was closer. So it was just one of the things where it just it just didn't quite get over the line for her. Yeah, oh, it was sickening. But like Anne's such an incredible athlete. Like this is someone I've been saying this all week. This is someone who, in her downtime in the off season, she likes to do Ironmans just like for the crack. Yeah, she's just like a did. complete athlete. She's like she's a racehorse. It's it's unbelievable. She's so good to watch. Like if you if you ever get the chance to watch her play around a golf or play in a prom or whatever it is, you have to go and, and watch her play. Watch her hit the golf ball because it's it's honestly nothing like anything you've ever seen. She hits the golf ball. Her average driving distance is two ninety, which is um above the average on the PGA tour for the men. So she can put one out there at 320, 330. Like she'd be able to go toe-to-toe distance-wise with some of the best in the men's game. And I think what's kind of really cool about her swing is she doesn't look like she's bursting the ball. No. Like, it's 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 like it's all pure technique, middle of the driver. Like, if, if you weren't watching where the ball was going, you go, oh, yeah, no, it's a really beautiful, it's a beautiful swing. But then you realize how far it was, you're like, oh, my God. Like, hmm. um, And it kind of carries you the rest of her bag as well. Like you said, her three-wood, she had a monster three-wood pass to the girls as well, so. Um, yeah, but listen, I reckon that's it's a start. She's gonna she's gonna kick on home home open as we always say. We want a home winner. We watching the that one hoping that she'll she'll come good in that. And would she have traded the sixth major for home open? You know, maybe. Who knows? That's you know <laughs> hard to know. Hard to know. The, the Netherlands is only a three round event though, as well, which is funny. Okay. Yeah. Um, how was the week for you aside from that? So obviously we had our live shows on the Tuesday and on the Wednesday. We filmed some challenge videos with with players, but it's also just a good chance for us to to spend a bit more time with players and kind of hang out with them a bit more. How was the week for you? I I I had a great time. Like I was obviously we had the live show and and it was something that we'd done once before, but we hadn't done it in, in in the way we were doing it. So a lot of moving parts, and luckily we had an unbelievable team with us. You're you know the team that we had that was able to do it all. So a little nervous at at the start, making sure we ticked all the boxes, but it was. From from our side, having those interviews on the range, talking to them while to the pros while they're in the middle of their their grind for the tournament, like we did it obviously before they were in their rounds because we wanted to make sure we didn't want to affect their their competition at that point. But like just listening to them talk about club changes, how they're going to play the course, what they felt in the first practice round, what they felt on the second practice round, I really got an insight into the level of detail mm. that these pros have and. You know what we are watching them in the practice rounds. What they're looking at. To me, again, you're looking at something. You're going, oh, there's the green. But they're looking at, well, no, this angle. This is the miss. By coming this way, I have a better chance of break. Like, the level of detail really surprised me. Well, not surprised me, but it just it reinforced, you know, what they're thinking and how how their mindset works. Um, again, just the I really enjoyed sitting down with them uh, and chatting to them and talking to them in the middle of a fight. You know, getting ready to go where we're not. Oh, it's a Monday, and you know I'm I'm in between the gym. I'm going to do this. Might do a bit of practice. This was this was an interview with them, re- ready to, ready to go. And I think I really enjoyed that part of it. 
Yeah, no, I thought it was super. I think um, we also did the live shows with Sports Direct and from a coverage perspective from our side, like over the two days, over 10,000 people watched the two episodes live, which A, just tells me that there's a lot of people that like what we're doing, but also are interested in, in the women's game. But the players are also really interested in it as well because um, Cassandra Alexander, one of the players, came up to me on the Thursday during her during her round. Like she was on, we were on the fourth hall. And she was like, oh, you're doing you're doing those live shows. Uh, are you doing those every day or are you just doing those on the practice days? And I was like, yeah, we're not doing those every day. If we if we did those every day, like you guys wouldn't talk to us because like <laughs> yeah. it's very different chatting to them and doing interviews Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, when it's like pro-am day and practice rounds and, and everyone's a bit more relaxed. Like they've just landed in, they're getting used to the golf course you know it's not business time whereas with thursday to sunday like this is when they are playing for their their earnings and yeah. i'll say i'll say to her and a couple others i was like yeah look we, there's no way we'd be able to do this during the tournament because you guys wouldn't want to talk to us like we wouldn't get yeah. the insight that we got on monday and tuesday like where you know olivia mahaffey is talking to us about expectations and how she handles them at a you know in different ways either at a home open or or on the road while she's got a few good results She's not going to talk to us about how she's dealing with those expectations mid-tournament, you know. No, and we were saying that. Like, and I asked her, like, you know, or one of us asked her, like, the, the crowds. Is it a hindrance? Is it a help? Like, if you asked her that in the middle of the tournament when she has a big crowd, she, she, you don't want to think about it. You know, she yeah. just wants to think about the game. So, I think you're 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 dead right um, with, with that. And the insight we got, I think, made for really really good interviews as well. I think we got the we got and even the. What I loved was the challenge videos that that you 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 were running. That you you told me that like it shows you the different side of them, but also how competitive they are. Yeah. Like, the chipping challenge one, like we were we were chatting with them afterwards. They were chatting to Laura, and Laura was like, "I'm actually good." Like you, you might have seen it in there, and she walks behind us, um, and we're chatting. She didn't have a mic, and she was going. She was. I'm off to the work on my chipping because I can't believe I lost that. I wanted that mug. I wanted a big cup of tea. Um. You know, and like it's it, it, that that side of it was was really cool. That even though they're these high end athletes, they're still really annoyed they didn't win a chipping challenge for for a sports direct mug. Like, yeah, and no, that's mad. So we're gonna have those videos. We did two episodes of putting tic tac toe and one chipping challenge video. There, so we had Anya Donigan, Aileen Walsh, uh, Lily Mae Humphreys, uh, Anna Dawson. Ursula Wickstrom and Laura Beveridge all take part in those three videos. So they're going to be going out on our YouTube channel and on our like reels and TikTok over the next few weeks as well. So if you didn't watch them live, you'll be able to watch them back on, on across all of our all of our platforms because they, they were really fun. And like, like you're saying, you just don't get to see enough of that side of their personality where like Ursula Wickstrom is like, she's won the order of merit in the ladies European tour a number of times. She's won like six or seven events across the ladies European tour. She's a serial winner. And like when we were chat, we were, when I was explaining the game, the chipping game to her, she was like, I don't need to practice. I don't want to practice. I don't want to give Laura any edge to figure out how this game is going to go. <laughs> She's like, we're going straight in. We're going in cold. And I was like, I love that because like, if you and I were playing that game, we would have just been duffing every chip. We're like, yeah, I'll take all the practice I can get. Yeah. Yeah. But again, like it's, it's just, it shows you that the mentality, that competitiveness, she was looking at Laura going, no, I'm not letting her win this. There's no way. And, yeah. um, and again, like you said, it, it we you get to see a bit more of their personalities, like, and I think that's it's only a good thing because when you get to know them a bit better, you actually see what mean what it means to them, what what things mean, and like I'm hopefully hopefully now people know more about everyone that we had on, and they're going to be looking at them now next week. They'll open the app to see how they're going, um, and that's that that that's what that thing that was really good. The thing that we were able to do, yeah, for sure. 
So um, the course itself, you obviously got to play it the Monday before the tournament. We played it a good few times now at this point as well. What do you make of, of it as a tournament venue? I, I, from a tournament, I think it's there's obviously there's birdies out there, which is great. From but they can they can defend the course and they can open it up, which I think from a tournament point of view is perfect. Um, for maybe for another type of tournament, if you had a team tournament, maybe it would it would it would be pretty cool. Um, but there's a lot of danger spots. Um, and I think the front nine it, it can be hard to score on, and then you get it a little bit more open on the back nine then. But again, it with, with it. Wind can change those par fours and par mm. fives. We were talking like some of the par fours are drivable. The minute they're into the wind, they're nowhere near it. Some of the par fives, but the, into the wind, they are extremely long, but you got wind. So I think from that point of view, from a tournament, if you're watching it, there's different scores on each day, depending on the conditions. And for watching a tournament for four days, which we did, I think that was very interesting to go, okay, she, she got on in two yesterday. She actually can't get on in two today. So how's she going to play it? I think that instead of watching the same shots over and over again, um, and from a Vista point of view, like, you know, I love my white picket fences around greens. I love tee boxes. The seventh is by far my favorite hole with the castle in the background. Again, like water, it's still really tough. And then the new 16 with the tee box right up really high. Um, I, 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 I do like Dramodin and I can, I, I'd have, I go back and play it any day. And be one of those ones where I can see why people like mem- the members there are, can play it every day because it, it changes. Um, but yeah, from a from a tournament point of view, I think it's perfect. I think it worked really well. Um, I know it was the second year they that they had it there, and they were able to change things again for changing the tee boxes and stuff. But I, I loved the how there was birdies, but there was also they could make they could defend it massively as well. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was brilliant. I thought obviously, Dramond have had a big hand in in bringing the Women's Irish Open back to the Ladies European Tour, and Eamon and and his team and Mark Nolan and his team have been been very good in terms of just creating like a big spectacle. And that's what this was. It was it was really really good. It's um, it's moving on now. And uh, so the Women's Irish Open is going going to Carton House, played on the Amara Golf Course, um, a little bit closer to home for us, which is which will be nice from a, a travel perspective. But it'll yeah, be less, that'll be a different less. different experience, and and I think Carton House, the great venue, great location. I yeah. think they've got a a pretty big uh, pretty big boots to fill. Though, to be fair, I think what Ramon have done has been has been very very special. Yeah, like I think we all know Carton House is one, one of the big golf courses in the country, but I, I, I don't think it's unfair to say to them that their team are probably looking at after, after the last two years and especially this year going, okay, we need to get this right, we need to get this right because Drummond and as you said, the, all the, the forefront and then all the, the Latin aim and stuff, they put in an, an unbelievable spectacle from a, from a maternal point of view. Um, so like I'm looking forward to see what Carton House do because I was in Carton House for the Irish Open a good few years ago. Um so I kind of know where they put like a walk around and over to put the village and that sort of stuff. So what they bring to it will be really interesting. Um but yeah, I agree with you. Big boost to fill um after after last week. Yeah, there is indeed. I think that is pretty much it for for this week. We would, are obviously going to have a podcast on the Men's Irish Open. We'll do a specific preview for that. It'll probably go out on the Thursday of the tournament, which will be tomorrow. <clears throat> and then we, of course, have to talk about the Ryder Cup picks. Um, Ludwig Eberg, he made the team. Um, I, I don't want to say I was wrong about him because I did say if he goes out and wins 
then of course it's a different situation. He did go yeah. out and win. So I'm I'm using that as my get out of jail free card on him. Uh, but to be honest with you, I'm just more delighted that Bob McIntyre's in the team. Um, yeah. Nikolai Hogard was a, it's a bit of a surprise. I thought Rasmus would get in there ahead of him, if I'm completely honest. Uh, I feel bad for Adrian Moronk, but I think that's just something that we'll get into properly in, in its own podcast. We'll go through each of the teams and, and really just break down you know, Luke Donald's picks and Zach Johnson's picks because we've got thoughts on the US team as well. We have, yeah, we have I, thoughts on that team. I also, and I was just, what I did, I, I just listened back to our podcast a while ago when we were making our picks and... Like I'm just gonna be funny how we were wrong in certain things, and <laughs> I, we did say things were gonna change. But even like even picks where we're both like, actually, that's interesting. That that'd be an interesting one. It's completely different. Like even t- two three months since we did that. Yeah. Um, and the the I think I was very very sad that we had no chance as 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 Europe. I was thinking we were just, this was gonna be a, a walking apart from the states. I am now changing mindset. And I don't think that good thing or a bad thing okay, I'm good. more hopeful I'm more hopeful than I was three months ago oh that's very good okay delighted to hear that um, I guess we'll leave it at that and we'll obviously be doing an Irish Open podcast and a another Ryder Cup one as well but to finish out this podcast we obviously uh, had a conversation with Anya Donegan and Livia Mahaffey separately during our live shows so in case you didn't catch those episodes or catch those live shows hear those conversations with them now it was really good insight it's lovely to chat to Anya about playing the US Open getting her invitation to play the the Irish Open and then also to, to Livia about playing the Irish Open this year she obviously missed it last year for, for family reasons for personal reasons and just what it means to her to play in an event like this and you know we were talking about the expectations of a home fa- home crowds and how much she actually thrives off of that and how much she loves that so they're good chats and uh, guys we'll see you in uh, the next episode tomorrow hi guys delighted to say we are now joined by Onya Donegan Onya how are you good thanks for having me delighted to be here yeah, great to have you uh, so I was saying yesterday, also we, we played put in tic-tac-toe yesterday. Mm-hmm. I say we, I, I commentated and threw shade <laughs> from the sidelines. Um, but during that I said that you, you kind of saw the, the hearts and minds of everyone watching when you were at Pebble Beach. You kind of, you were the golden child of the, of the event. Uh, how was that week? Um, very special to be honest. Yeah, no, it was very cool. I don't know if I stole people's hearts now, but um, you're a social media sensation. Uh, like you uh, were, you got yourself on the poster just outside Ramola and everything. <laughs> no, it was very good. It was, yeah, no, it was pretty crazy to be honest. The whole thing from start to finish, yeah. um, between jet lag and then obviously the clubs got lost, um, and then the driver was broken and stuff. But by the time it had started, I didn't, re- you know what I mean? Everything was kind of, yeah over in terms of club drama and jet lag and stuff so sure, playing the tournament was nothing after all the stress <laughs> it was just i need to play yeah i know i know um, but yeah it was um no it was a great week from start to finish to be honest can we talk about even the leading up to the event qualifying because obviously there was a lot to get through you had to get through to get to the event yeah what was qualifying like um it was all right yeah i actually i i remember waking up that morning we were in san francisco and i firstly i I couldn't believe how cold it was up there. Um, San Francisco is not as hot as I think everyone thinks it is. It's quite <laughs> Especially not in the morning. No, oh. so we were playing, uh, we were first tea time, me and Anna. Um, my friend, she was just, I think she was seven and I was seven ten, so I was right behind her. Um, and I remember we woke up at about half four um, and I was like, oh my God, I'm so tired. That's brutal. Yeah, and we were kind of playing golf a few days beforehand and we were, you know, we probably had a few drinks a few days oh, okay. beforehand. <laughs> and um, 
yeah I woke up and I was like oh my god I'm actually so tired and it's so windy and it's such a hilly golf course um, like as probably the hilliest course I've ever walked it's Oof. not a walking course it's like a golf cart course sure. but uh, they make you walk it <laughs> in tournaments <laughs> but um, so I we got up anyways and we played and it was I mean it was so windy the first 18 so it was 36 holes you go in after 18 and yeah. then you have your lunch and you go back out and I was I think two over after the first 18 I remember like I was sitting like fourth and I was like oh my god we actually and Anna was only one shot behind me or something I was mm. like we actually have a really good chance here because it is so windy like it's getting windier like we had to take our hats off and everything because they were blowing off sure. people's heads and I mean th windier than I've ever played on a Lynx golf course really honestly yeah okay. so we kind of had that advantage I knew our, the hardest part was the putting like it was just so hard to put okay. like I remember on like probably my fourth last hole of the 36 and there was no hardly any birdies on the final 18 because it was just so hard Okay. and uh, I had like a 36 footer downhill and I absolutely but it was against the wind yeah. I absolutely smashed it and it just went in and at this stage it's almost like crazy golf yeah. so that like people were laughing and stuff like I'm just laughing like I don't even feel like I'm in a competition anymore um, and obviously we were first out so then I got in and I have another two hours until the girl next girl uh who's kind of close enough to me, I'm sitting in second, the girl who's close enough to me has to finish. So we went for dinner and then we came back and we were still waiting, so I would wait about two and a half hours to find out. Okay. It did come down to the very last hole, the girl missed a six footer. We were looking at a playoff like, wow. the girl missed a six footer to go to a playoff. I reckon were you prepped for a playoff even after yes. dinner? Or yes, yeah. I was on the range, yeah. uh, freezing like, <laughs> I mean, we were at the golf course at 5 a.m. and it's like half seven and I'm still here hitting golf balls. I'm like, oh my God. And I, my legs were like so sore. I felt like I just played a match from all the walking up and down the hill. Okay, yeah. Oh, I remember getting off the plane. I flew home then right the next morning, like 10 a.m. the next morning. Yeah. And I remember when I got off the plane, when we landed in Dublin, like my legs, my body actually felt like I just played a soccer tournament. It was, they were so sore. I actually hadn't felt like that since I played team sport okay. in terms of like the yeah. my the pain in my body. So I went straight for a massage then the next yeah. day. <laughs> so that's about the big week then. How, how was it? Obviously, it, 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 there was a lot of noise, a lot of social media around it, a lot of drama in terms of the clubs getting lost. But once that all settled down, did it feel like a normal tournament as much as the US Open can feel like mm. a normal tournament? Um, yeah, I suppose I was kind of thrown in right at the like deep end of even the major championships. Like yeah. we were talking about the USGA, it's just called the US Open. Yeah. You know, all the other women's kind of majors have like a brand connected, you know, the AIG Women's yeah, Open and all yeah. that. And, um, we were spoiled rotten to be honest from start to finish in every way like the usga just they know how to run a tournament and yeah. the best run tournament that i've been uh, a part of and um yeah it was just i was trying to enjoy every minute of it you know it's not that easy but there was a lot there was so many irish people out watching yeah. you wouldn't actually believe the amount of irish people and they kind of got more and more as the week went on obviously um just then by the end the last day you know like Irish flags all over the place and That's sure right. we people in Kilkenny jerseys and Dublin jerseys <laughs> saying, saying up the banner <laughs> um, and we even had an American I'm walking onto my second last hole the 17th the part 3 yeah. and on the last day and I'm walking onto the green and I was a bit sick like 
Um, just, I had a bad, bad cold, and Gary, my caddy, was like, come on, on put on a smile here now for just because there was a grandstand and stuff. Yeah. And next Enjoy thing, the moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And next thing you hear, uh, up the banner, <laughs> <laughs> one of the Americans. I, I, was, no. <laughs> I remember my brother told me after the first day, he's, I made a putt or whatever, and he shouted up the banner, and one of the Americans said, like, kind of tapped him on the shoulder and was like, why are you calling her banner? <laughs> <laughs> so funny, but yeah, no, no, it was a great week. And just the amount of Irish people out, it was great to see. Like, it's always nice to see Irish people abroad. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just there's something kind of different about it. And um, yeah, I know it was great. Yeah, it was yeah. great from start to finish. It was brilliant. And you're happy with the week? Obviously, made the cut, just missed out on, yeah. on low arm, which yeah. I think everyone was, was sickened for oh, you. God, it, yeah. was, it was tough. Yeah, no, it was tough the last day. Um, that was the only thing about the week that I'd probably change is the low arm course, thing, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, and just finishing kind of badly, and, and especially because I was sick, um, I was probably just more run down than anything. Like, yeah. I've been kind of Conditions on the weeks. final day, though, were really tough. The only person making any kind of a move was Charlie Hall. Yeah. And, like, what she was doing was just superhuman. I know, she was, yeah, she was <laughs> brilliant, yeah. I actually wanted her to win. Yeah, uh, I yeah, liked Charlie, I yeah. But, um, yeah, no, the final day was tough. Honestly, I can't even remember that much. I just remember being so tired, just trying to get through it. Yeah. Um, kind of playing well obviously not many putts dropped compared to the other three days um but no other than that i mean the final the final hole is something that i'll never forget it's probably my favorite the fit my favorite time of the whole week like a favorite event that kind of happened i pulled my drive left and like if you go left like you're in the water yeah so there's rules officials who are walking down the rules officials are like oh yeah you went in here and my coach gary was like can i just go down and have a look on the rocks so Gary jumps down anyways, and he kind of looks up to me and he smiles and he goes, showtime on you. <laughs> um, and I knew I needed a birdie to at least tie the low arm. I didn't know how it would have happened, but so I have like, I'm in like seaweed, to be honest. It's like seaweed and like yeah. I'm kind of sinking and I take a pitch my out and I have to hit like this high fade over the rocks off the seaweed that'll get far enough that it gets over the cliff kind of the water but high enough at the start that it'll get over the rocks in front of me I hit the best shot I had all week like. now, before you were you nervous were you like excited this is a kind of a cool shot that I'm going to try hit like yeah and if it doesn't happen I could make a 10 again yeah, <laughs> like yeah. a quadruple again but I was like I have to go for it so I hit the shot best shot I hit all week and it just got far enough that it carried over and high enough that it was and it was just short of the bunker um, that's kind of goes down the left of the 18th and in Pebble. Um, so then I had like 165 in and I hit a six iron and Gary said to me right before I hit it, he goes, come on, just one more good swing. Just one more good swing. So I hit this shot and we actually think it's going to go into the hole. Like it lands <laughs> on the green and from our angle, it, it went about 10 feet past the flag. But from where we are in the ferry, we think it's in. a foot, a yeah. foot away. I'm like, oh, thank God I don't have to take any more big putts. <laughs> just have to tap it in. And the roar, the crowd, like that, that was the loudest roar I'd heard all week because on the 18th and jeez yeah. I was actually after that shot I was trying not to be emotional as it was yeah. do you know what I mean just after that shot cause it was so loud the crowd that, that's that the 18th. whole emotion of the week yeah exactly hit you yeah. even qualifying kind of yeah. hitch as you were walking up yeah and then I had that like nine foot or whatever and it was downhill so I only tapped it and I have to short of course which is <laughs> so annoying but um, no it was brilliant yeah it was just so much I don't know why the Americans love the Irish and I even remember I was walking on to 
I think it's the fifth hole, the par three on like the second day or something. Uh, there was a few Mexicans going, go on, on you, go on, on you. And my, <laughs> my coach Gary was like, Jesus, on you've got the, Amer- the Mexicans now, actually. Yeah. Well. You're um, the American people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, no, but I don't know. The crowd seemed to take me to like me a bit. You know, I like. I actually loved interacting with them just to yeah. get them going a bit because it's kind of funny. Yeah. I just think it's funny. Yeah. Um, and I was only there, to, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, I wasn't there to make money. Like, okay, the pros are serious. I wasn't that serious playing, you know, because I'm not that serious of a person in general. But um, yeah, I know I was kind of having fun uh, with the crowd. I don't know, that video, the tic-tac toe, <laughs> yeah. you're quite serious. <laughs> that's pretty serious. Quite intense, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was brilliant. Yeah. So how has been? How's your prep been for this week? Obviously, you're in, in the field for yeah. the Women's Irish Open. What have you been doing? Have you got Gary back on the bag? I've Gary back on the bag, yeah. Right, so we'll um, see a few miraculous shots now. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully not as miraculous as <laughs> that. But um, no, the I've been playing Dromolin now, so obviously I'm a member here, and I've been here for as long as I can remember, to be yeah. honest. I've actually videos on this driving range, and I'm like 12, uh, just hitting onto the, that green there, front left green. And um, so I've just I've been a member here for ages. Um, I know the course inside out, which yeah. obviously is a bit of an advantage. Um, so close to home, which is so nice. Um, I kind of get to go out. You know, I get to drive here myself, my own car, and get to call around whenever, I come and go whenever I, uh, whenever I please. Kind of yeah. exactly. Um, Have any of the pros been trying to get practice rounds with you to steal all your your inside knowledge and stuff? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> no. But I've got my two two good friends, Sarah, Sarah Byrne and Beth, stealing inside yeah. information. Yeah. No. What's, what's this book gonna do? Yeah. What, what's, what about this one? Yeah, no. Yeah. Sarah's been down a few times this summer, so I yeah. played with her uh, once or twice, um, which is nice. It's always nice that. I don't have to travel to them, they can all come travel to me and <laughs> I always, I now poor Sarah down in Cork, she always has a bit of a drive anywhere she goes, but normally <laughs> we're travelling down from Dublin or somewhere, um, yeah. we're all, I'm always used to being like the long drive after we play, so it's nice to have the short drive for once, nice. I don't think Sarah will ever get that short drive, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no it's great and the course is brilliant, um, you know Eamon kind of runs the show on the golf course and he, I couldn't fault him to be honest, he's brilliant worker and yeah, very very good at his job um knows exactly kind of what he's doing and knows how to run a tournament he's a smooth talker and knows what he's doing exactly but i'd never <laughs> tell him it <laughs> so even for the media day he, he hoodwinked you off to give out the prizes yeah and <laughs> yeah so uh you've got practice round today yeah i'm playing the back nine today so i played the front nine yesterday uh back nine today and then i play front nine pro-am tomorrow how's course playing Really nice, yeah. It's playing a little bit on the softer side, which yeah. I think will kind of... It could do two things this week because the it could play a little bit longer, but then you can stop the ball faster on the green. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see because I actually think being it being a little bit softer will play harder because yeah. it will play longer. People have longer clubs in. Um, it is playing quite long, especially it the is, first yeah. kind of five holes, four or five holes. Um, you know, if you get through the first four or five holes... You know, even power around there, you'll be doing quite well, and then you can kind of go for it. Then um, the last kind of 12 holes or so, 13 holes, because um, yeah, they're not playing that easy, you know, and they're playing quite long, especially yeah. the first up the hill, and then the fourth is quite long as it's well. It's not an easy opener. Like, no, one, one and oh, two one of the are, are tough enough. Three is a long part three. It's a long part three. Yeah. No, I'd say the first in Jerome is one of the hardest starting holes in the it's country, tough. honestly. Um, it's narrow, green, and even the tee shot's difficult, you know what I mean? So, but it's great, great opening hole. Yeah. It kind of will test you, it'll test players. What do you think of the new 17th tee box? Is it 17th? 16th tee box, the one Brilliant. right up, right up in, in the gods. Game changer, game changer. It's, great, it's made it? the whole 
uh, 100 times better hole and it's a, how it should be played. Yeah. You know what I mean? I it, think it's how the designers probably thought that's what we want to do with it. Because I think the old tee box kind of, the, the way the water and the green was kind of let down by the old tee box yeah. and now you've got up and the, the gods. Oh, it makes it such a, such a good hole. Honestly, yeah. now I'd say it's one of the best holes yeah. on the course. Yeah, I agree. It's playing as a part five as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but yeah. just from that, but you can at least picture the hole now, you know what I mean? Down there, the, firstly, the tree on the right, there was a big tree on the right that yeah. kind of blocked people out. We play a big fade, yeah. um, high fade off that tree, but, um, you know, that... that the, the drive now is a really nice driving hole yeah, that you lovely. can get in trouble on. You yeah, know, some people easy. might not get it over that tree. No. Nope. Um, and then obviously the second shot shirt, that's kind of before the, the tee box was changed, that was kind of the main part of the hole. Yes, the second shot the water, up the tee. elevated yeah. green, yeah. little um, And if it's into the wind, it's going to even play very long. It'll play long, yeah. It yeah. will play long. Like um, I think on the media, I think I had a five iron and I didn't reach the green after my drive. <laughs> it's a wind, it was, it's a brute. Yeah, yeah. So huh. do you know where you're going to be starting the front line, back nine? Have you got tee times uh, yet? No tee times are out yet, no. So I'm not quite sure what the story Hope, hoping is. Hoping for it uh, starting the 10th. Or would you rather? Or would you rather start with one well, to one Yeah, to I mean, either way, we're going to start on the first, um, aren't we? We're going to on the Thursday, Friday. Do they switch tea times? I think. They so might do two tea starts. I think they do. I think, like one day I'll start on ten, one day I'll start on one. Yeah. So either way, you're going to be starting. I wouldn't mind starting on one just because I'm so used to it. Yeah. Get it out of the way. To be honest. It's not going to be a half four alarm clock either for you. Hopefully. No, hopefully not. Yeah. It's a bit of a less less people, people, are, people are watching. Just <laughs> yeah. the people that are actually watching. We are obviously on side of here at Jermaine Castle. There is clay pigeon shooting going on in the background. Yeah. There isn't anything. <laughs> That's not someone There's taking out golfers on, on the <laughs> range. Yeah. Um, so, what's the plan then for the next kind of? 24 hours or say in the lead up to, to a tournament for you yeah um mainly relax kind of get as you know get as much energy um don't don't use as much energy as i as i as, as i can and then um mainly relax practice a little bit here and there i'm i'm pretty happy with my game you know i don't need any major adjustments mm. um which is always nice like i said it to gary yesterday or gary said it to me should i say he said oh it's good on you like we don't need to tweak anything you know you're playing nice. fine um so yeah i know the course is kind of it's so different because i know the golf course sure um and now it's got grandstands and it's yeah got yeah tea boxes yeah exactly but i don't need to be thinking oh where will i hit it on this hole where will i hit it on this hole you yeah. know what i mean um you've probably been in every situation literally least, yeah yeah, yeah. um so that's kind of the main thing really keep as much energy as i can and then um might go for a swim or something up the up the coast at some stage. She's a bit cold for that, no? I know, a bit like an ice bath. <laughs> um, I actually haven't gone for one this summer at all, which is the first summer in, since okay. I was born, I'd say, that I haven't yeah. gone for a swim yet. And in Claire as well, you need to be out in the I sea. I know, yeah. exactly. Exactly, I might go up to the scanner this <laughs> evening or tomorrow <laughs> evening um, for a swim. But that's it, really. Kind of just relax, hit, like practice a little bit. Um, obviously, you're going to play nine holes today with Sarah yeah. and Beth. And then... Um, then relax, that'd yeah. Be I think that'd be competitive enough, that nine holes, will it, between the three of you? Yeah, we played match yesterday. We uh, played skins. Yeah. Beth, actually. Who won? You know Beth? what? It was actually stupid enough because we played skins, but, like, skins is difficult when you're all kind of going to be making similar scores. Yeah. So, um, Beth, so be Beth won it just five skins. Like, five skins, she won on the fifth oh, hole no. because... Yeah. 
Um, and so then should maybe there's a no... different format today. Right? Definitely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We might just play. Actually, flat stroke play. Yeah. All right, let's go. Let's do it. Yeah, we, right. might, we, might, we might be able to nip out and might yeah, catch we'll, a few. We'll do, we'll do a little bit of live commentary. We'll try and point put the girls off. We'll do a walk and talk. So when you head back to college, you'll see I'll see an LSU. Yeah. College has started back this week. Yeah. So I've actually before I play. Yeah, I'm actually going to go home now after this and I'm going to meet someone else um, for a chat and then I'm going to go home do a few assignments um, yeah, if so anyone in college is asking she is doing the assignments yeah I promise. have to actually do the college work um, <laughs> and then hopefully fly home next Monday morning after the tournament hopefully make the cut and then fly home the, the, the Monday um, Monday the 4th very Fantastic. early so I'll be flying out pretty much straight away I need to start actually packing my bag because when the storm starts that'll be the last thing I want to do <laughs> well, listen thank you very much for having a chat with us uh, you were very generous for your time I know good luck uh, I hope you win the match now today thanks very much uh, you've already got one win under your belt this week uh, so good luck this week at thanks the, uh, very much Women's Irish Open thanks for having me lads cheers cheers now guys we are delighted to say that Olivia Mahaffey joins us live on the show Olivia how are you I'm good uh, very happy to be here yeah. um, great to have you back on the podcast yeah, it's on the live podcast. Yeah, I know it's yeah. very fancy. I like it. Um, <laughs> no hobby, so I've been saying to everyone. Yeah. yeah, we've got a nice setting as well. So yeah. Yeah, we're we're kind of picking up tips on like what we actually should be doing. <laughs> we're like uh, the boys in the production team. We were saying like they they actually know what they're doing because they obviously come out in the golf course with us and <laughs> they, they see, they, they and see us and they see us swing yeah. and then go what's the ball going to do whereas yeah. there's a lot of consistency here which is, they, they which actually, is great to watch they, they said it'd be easier to follow their balls with cameras than ours yeah. <laughs> they actually know where it's going so how are you Has, um, since we spoke last you've, you've had a string of great results on, on tour how have you been? Yeah, it's been good, um, you know, trying to uh, manage professional golf and it's always exciting. There's always something. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's nice to, to see the hard work pay off and For have sure. those results. And then I've also had a couple of bad finishes as well after them. But I think it's been more of a learning curve. And I think, you know, when you're given time to sort of reset, uh, which I had last week and um, sort of look at what I did very well when I when I played well in those weeks and then look at maybe some of the things that I stopped doing. So I think that last week was a very good reset. So I'm really looking forward to this week. That's cool. So uh, could we talk through a couple of the the, the results now? You've you've been finishing the top, the top few of the of the leaderboards. You changed driver. Was that was that a big? Uh big change? Yeah, it was a big change. Um, my coach and I was playing with my coach and Tom McKibben and they said to me, um, I think you should go and check your driver. It looks really, really long. So I went to get a fit and I shortened my driver and um, I changed like the weights around in the head a little bit and it okay. made a huge difference. And uh, it was a bit of a rush to get that for Friday. Thankfully, um, Rock Golf is really, really good to me and they managed to get They're that great. shipped in like instantly and had it in the bag, used it the next week and, and drove it really well. And had a great week shot at, I think it was 64 or something first yeah. round so uh, that worked quite nicely so that's still in the bag and actually last week I made some equipment changes so I'm excited for them this week I've got a new three wood <laughs> in the bag this week and I changed uh, I put a seven wood in a rescue in to try and get a little bit more height because obviously uh, it's quite important out here yeah. um, I had a two iron in the bag so that's out now and I changed all my grips I was using like a mid-size grip but I went to a thin grip so a few changes okay. ahead of this week I'm always, I'm always interested like, we get giddy getting 
new new stuff but like you're you're pro do you still get that kid at christmas when new stuff comes in the door and you're looking at things going oh i'm new whatever yeah well it's funny i never normally change in the middle of the season and i mm. feel um i've made a few changes now i think it's nice to have a few extra clubs and be able to move them in and move them out depending on the course and i think when you get a new club and you hit it really well and and you're you know what you're kind of replacing it's like okay oh yeah this yeah. is exciting yeah. <laughs> so i understand obviously going from uh, uh two iron to hybrid it's it's quite soft here Jamal at the moment it's playing quite long so obviously carry distance is is a big uh, emphasis there going to thinner grips what's what's that working on yeah well i i switched to mid-size grip before in about march um my miss has always been left so i thought that would maybe help me a little bit with that and um i felt recently like i've been losing quite a few shots out to the right which is not my miss okay. um and i feel like sometimes i don't have a good grip on the club like it feels a little too big for it. i have little hands so i i was at rock golf last week and we tried it with two wraps of tape one wrap of tape and i I decided I like the one wrap of tape better and I think I feel like I have a little bit more feel like in my hands now which is quite nice so that's super. Um, yeah I'm excited for that's, that one that's like the story of Rory when when he went to get his the, the last one to get his Grish free chasing they'll notice the pros yeah. will notice a second bit of tape or a little anything extra yeah 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 you can put that in my hand and I wouldn't be able to tell <laughs> any of the difference so when did you get on site here and, and how's practice been yeah it's been good I drove down yesterday morning I, I got a new personal record three hours coming down which was which was I was excited about all um, within the speed limits <laughs> yes, she, yeah. was, she was driving <laughs> very safely tickets were, were received it was yeah. just there was no traffic on the road yeah, yeah. she left very early <laughs> very early so no I got here yesterday did some practice and played nine holes. It was really nice to see the course. Um, it's in great shape. It's going to be front or back. I played the front. Um, it's in great shape. I think it's going to be a good test. I, I obviously didn't play last year, which makes it even more exciting to be here this year. Yeah. But um, it's definitely playing long, and, and it's, I think it's going to be. Uh, there's a few tough holes. Like I had a hybrid and and into a couple of holes, and I would be on the longer side. So um, I think it's going to be a good test. The the rough, if I was saying, seems to be up a lot in a couple of different like very specific spots is that something that you found or what's kind of your strategy for plotting your way around the course I actually drove it quite nice yesterday so I wasn't so you're really you're 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 ever in the short grass no it's, no it's, no it's the, it's the new driver quickly change our, what, what was our picks again can we yeah. change our yeah. I, I, did, I didn't notice it though like I looked and it's um, it's thick in, in spots for sure and yeah. I think definitely premium on hitting on the fairway especially those long holes because you know trying to hit a wood out of that is going to be really really tricky so yep. especially when you need height to come into the green. So I think uh, premium this week on, on driving it well. Uh, so then you got practice rounds today? Yes, so I'm going to play nine holes um, soon. And I actually think I might then go ahead and play the front nine again uh, later on um, this afternoon. So mm. I might do 18 today. What do you look for in, in a practice round? Is that is it more just comfortable with your swing? Or uh, how much detail do you, do you and your caddy go into when it comes to plotting your way around the golf course? Yeah, I think that's the only thing I really I look about I look at is about uh, the course, you know, looking at maybe then moving tees, thinking about different wind directions, um, looking around the greens, where it's good places to miss, um, that those types of things, like being very specific with targets. Um, and then I think it's really important to like have a plan for especially we're in Ireland, you know, we don't know what weather we're gonna get if, yeah. if it's wet, if it's into the wind. If someone um, hasn't rained on us in the first forty five minutes right. of the show, I'm <laughs> delighted. We might just yeah. get sun this week. Um, <laughs> but I think it's more about learning the course. Um, and how it's going to play than anything else. Yeah. Um, so you, you're you're one of the home favourites for this event. There's there's no getting around that. There's a lot of Irish in the field. We were talking about that before. 
how do you feel about having those extra crowds? Is that extra pressure or do you kind of buzz off the people that knowing the fact that everyone's here behind you and everyone's here willing you on. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I've always loved it. Like Curtis Cup when we played in Dunleary and there was so many people out and uh, we're very lucky that we've had so many good events in Ireland. So mm. I think it's amazing. I love the support. I'm very proud to be like, like, like people love golf in our country, which I think is really special because you go to a lot of other countries and you play and there's so many great players there and it's a shame there's nobody out watching. So um, I absolutely love it. It's something I've loved since I was a young girl. So uh, it definitely helps. And I think, you know, in terms of expectations, it's something I've learned to deal with in the last few weeks because, you know, I hadn't played great coming into those three weeks. I didn't have many expectations. I played mm. really well those three weeks. And then you come away and you start to expect a lot and you think, I'm going to win this this week I'm gonna to come top 10 and then you miss the cut and you're like Whew, reality check you know so I think I, the thing I learned probably playing the two events I did after those good finishes is the expectation part and I think sometimes you get dragged away a little bit from the process and I think that's sort of what happened for me and um, I think now I've sort of reset a little bit with my coaches and this week I'm really focused on as I said in Evie and doing the things mentally because I know if, if I do a good job mentally I know that I'll play good golf and you know it's good on the range it's that transition for me so I think it's about managing everything else mentally and if I if I do that well and I will play good golf and it's when I struggle with that that I don't play good golf so I think uh, I'm sort of sucked into that a little bit this week and and I have some goals I want to I want to meet um, mentally on the golf course and when you say you might struggle mentally is that kind of just getting frustrated on the golf course or is it is it purely just falling out of the process yeah like more so like uh, I think you know when you stand over shots you maybe are a little distracted or and you don't come off it or um, you're over the shot and you're like you don't like feel good about it or you feel like oh I might hit this left oh there's water left those sort of sure. thoughts come in and I think it's more managing those back and off okay what are we trying to do here where am I trying to hit um, so I think for me it's the mental errors so I have like a count that I do with my sports psychologist so I'm trying to keep that that number really low and those weeks I played good I was only making one or two mental errors around and okay. uh, the weeks that I haven't played well you know that number could be a 10 so sure. it makes a huge difference results wise and I mean how I feel out there so uh, I think you know managing the, maybe the fear the anxiety the distraction that's probably the, the priority for me okay. and will the, will the crowds obviously going to follow you is, is that going to give you energy or is it going to be a distraction or are you just going to absolutely thrive when there's kids watching you and cheering you on yeah I love it I feel like you know sometimes you're out there and the, the rounds are long and like it's really nice to like I love like looking around like oh look like and I say to my caddy like oh look at that little girl she's so cute or you know that's such and such and I, I really like that I think sometimes you know in between the shots uh, I don't want to just be thinking about my next shot I want to be like zone out normal and things then. and then when I get up to the ball or as my caddy Joe says and when we get to the paint he's like I don't want to hear anything from you I'm trying to figure out the number so um, I think you know it's I like it I really really like it so I think for me it gives me a lot of energy so uh, obviously we're coming toward the end of the season here now there's only a couple of events left what's the or do you set an objective at the start of the season for yourself or do you kind of do it in blocks and if you do it in blocks what have you kind of said for, for these next few weeks? Yeah, so it's been weird because obviously this year coming back on tour has been uh, something new for me because I've never taken a break. And uh, when I came back this year, I was like, okay, I just want to enjoy it. I want to have fun this year. So I didn't set any goals this year. Okay. So then I had those great weeks and then your head starts to go places, right? <laughs> yeah. So then I'm like, oh, I'm I, I, I yeah. want to win this yeah. year. I want to do this. And then, you know, I sort of set it to my sports. Like I was looking
looking at my ranking and I never look at my ranking. I was like, oh, moved up 100 spots this week, you know, yeah. and I never do that. And um, well, that was my goal this year. I set out to not do that. So, um, you know, I think I've sort of promised him that the rest of the goal the rest of my season is to do the things mentally well which sounds so boring but I know if I do those it'll take care of the rest but um, yeah I mean I don't want to set out that I want to win I want to do this uh, I don't feel like I'm in a position yet that I want to make sure I do the little things well um, sure. of course I know that I'm uh, I think I'm inside keeping my card now I think um, so you know obviously that's yeah, I want to finish the season strong I, I would love to have good finishes I mean I'm competitive I'm still trying to win but my priority is elsewhere yeah. that's very good listen thank you so much for coming on thank you for, for chatting to us um, we'll, we'll be following it today and, and this week so uh, we'll be we'll be in your corner we'll be amongst the crowds thank you I hope you guys are cheering loud <laughs> <laughs> on the tee Jack Nicholas. this is the minute the millions around the world have waited for we will allow you to enjoy all of this. They are dancing in the pubs of Dublin. Harrington with an ace. And we have a shining star at sunset. Rory continues his run to greatness. The return to glory.